0: All right, uh, welcome to the Eric J. The Great podcast show. Got a special hey, guest on the show today. Hip-hop artist, Freeband Tess. How you doing?
1: Man, what's good, man? I'm feeling great. I'm talking to one of the greats, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, re- reason why uh, a lot of people be asking me why I call call the podcast that, but the uh, reason I called it that was because uh, one of my favorite rappers was uh, Nipsey Hussle. Okay. And uh, I remember in the interview, I can't recall what interview was it, but he said uh, he was talking about legacy, and he was like, when he was like, when it's all over, I want them to call me Nipsey the Great, and that just stuck with me.
1: No, that's, that's
0: major. That just stuck with me. Yes. Yeah,
1: that just stuck with me, bro. It's Major. is Do so, your mind if I smoke? Is that fine?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool.
1: Uh, great. You know, I had to ask. Got to be respectful.
0: So uh, we're going to start off by playing one of his songs. For anybody that haven't heard his music before, um, yeah. the song is called uh, Make Me No Difference. It's uh, one of my favorite songs. So we're going to start off yeah. by playing that, and then uh, we get into the questions. It's amazing. Let's do it. Damn, baby, that has a
2: fuck. <clears throat> Richie, the God.
1: That nigga with my phone Don't try to talk to me different nigga Don't talk to me different nigga <laughs> Yeah talk to me like you been talking to me You know what I mean
2: So Don't treat me no different No It don't make me no different Oh no all this time, time I put in I've been doing this religious I've been doing this religious I don't need no favors. I've been working by myself, taking my kids. I can't help nobody else. Told so them stop playing, do that shit with someone else. How you got your man. man? You ain't got yourself. How you let a nigga borrow something you ain't got? They talking, about me, talking fast. about me bad. They want me on top. You know it's in my blood to go get this shit, and they ain't gonna see me with it till I. Was. Imaging. I know that, but this the real game, the real league, and I'm in this bitch. I mean, and the same, oh, you fuck, on nigga, I'm in this bitch. I mean, ain't got respect for none of these rappers, cause they all cappers. I stole some lightness for some letters, now I'm all flash. Really? I get them snapping, kinda hundred racks, I'm really snapping. I got these bitches taking pictures, got them question asking. Really? You know, I do my thing, I ain't piggybacking. I huh, no nigga wave, I got my own attraction. Man. Don't treat me no different. No. no. Don't make me no difference. Oh, no. But it's time, it's time I put in. I've been doing this religious. I've been doing this religious. I don't need no papers. I've been working by myself. I've been getting my kids. I can't help
1: nobody else. Oh, Told them to stop playing. i you with someone else. Oh, how do you got your man? You got man? got yourself. Yeah. All yeah. the Keep- <laughs> That's a banger, boy. Hey, that's that's my real life right there, too. Like I can tell, a, bro. I'm i glad you picked that song, man. That's a good representation of myself, man.
0: Yeah, that was uh, one of the uh, first songs off that project that, that, that caught me. Yeah, bro, that's the first
1: song off that project that I put on that project. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, I said, I remember when we was putting a project together. All I remember telling them people was, you know, I'm open to whatever y'all think. But this has got to be on there no matter what. So, if y'all are, when y'all go to build on it, just know that this is on there for sure. No matter what you say, this is what has to be there. Yeah. Cause that's how, that's how I felt at the time. You know what I mean? Like, even still, I think that's a life feeling. I'm always feel like that. Like, it don't make me no difference about um, what I mean by it, though, is literally, I'm just telling you, like, you know, a lot of people feel like all these people didn't support me or didn't help push me to the top. And, um, you know, a lot of people might look and be like, damn, I know I didn't help him when he needed the help or when he asked for help or, or however it came, they know they didn't help. So they, they take themselves out the loop. Like, they won't even try to come back around you because they know they didn't do right the first time. And what I'm trying to tell people is, like, it don't make me no difference when you want to help me. As long as you want to help me. Absolutely. You, you, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying in that song. Like, Like, like it don't make me no difference, like, Me shining, me looking like I'm doing well, me looking like I'm successful. Don't talk to me now because of that. You can still talk to me, even though, oh, yo, bro, I've been, I was one of them ones that you you don't even got to say that. It don't matter to me. I don't even care. That's why I'm telling niggas, it don't make me no difference. Like, all I'm here on earth to do now is motivate the world and take care of my kids and leave my mark and be great, like Nipsey Hussle said. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, that's a uh, good backstory behind that song, man. So uh, yeah. first off, man, tell the people where you're from and how old are you? Man, I'm from Baltimore, you know what I'm saying? Baltimore, Maryland to be exact, you know what I'm saying? And I,
1: and I like to tell people when they ask me, Tess, how old you is? I tell everybody the same thing. I'm 1,000, you know what I mean? Everything I do in representation of is 1,000. So it's like it, the age thing don't even be mattering. You know, I'm old enough and young enough. You understand? I'm 1,000.
0: Feel me, absolutely, man. I like that. You know what I'm
1: saying for real, bro, nigga. One thousand. I'm gonna be like this till I'm gone, bro. I'm gonna be the same age forever.
0: I can feel that, bro. So as yeah, far man. as uh your city, man, where you from? What's the first name that come to mind when you hear your city? The first name, No, the first thing that come to mind.
1: Thing, thing. Okay, the first thing that come to mind when I hear my city, I'm gonna keep it positive because I, because obviously. It can be a positive and a negative thing we all think of when we think of anything, right? So I'll speak on the positive side. When I hear Baltimore, I simply just think about the untapped jewels and gems from where I'm from. You know what I mean? They ain't just got to be rappers, singers. It's just super talented people. that got so much to offer the world. Um, and it's just like my city has never had its just deal. People ain't really been able to understand what we are about for real because it's just like it's hard to surface. Obviously, people know Baltimore is a hard place, so it's hard to surface. Um, even when you're doing good and you got following and traction, it's just hard to surface because behind the scenes, is so much fuck shit that be going on. That um, you know, and like it's like this everywhere, but in I believe truly believe in some cities and in a lot of places the fuck shit has levels, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, it's like some hoods is bad, but they're not as worse as this one, right? So it's like it's the same thing. So with me, man, I just know like the first thing I think I always think about is like how much we got to offer of the world. That's the first thing I always think about. In every aspect though, like even food, everything, you know what I'm saying? I don't care what it is people are so like creative and just you see some of the most creative things where I'm from you see some of the most uh, talented people in all aspects. And and uh, just like over the world, but at the end of the day, like where I'm from, like I say, it's untapped. So that's the first thing I think about it. Anytime somebody in the world asking me anything, I'm like, man, send that shit to Baltimore. Do it and take it here. Do it to Baltimore. Take it to Baltimore. Let's do it in Baltimore. Oh, let's set up there, there. Let's go, you know what I mean? Because it's like, I I just know, like, they don't know, you know? So that's the first thing that always comes to my brain when I, I hit my city. It's literally... You know, it's untapped. It's an untapped market.
0: Yeah, man. But you can you can um think of yourself, man, as far as like the situation where y'all having an untapped people in your city, you could think of yourself as to being the uh well what's the word I'm looking for? I would say um revolute revolution or or first yeah, yeah, yeah. or first no, generation. Wish, right? Yeah, first generation you. to to uh to open that door. Yeah, to open
1: that to to bridge that gap. Yeah, I'm with you. I um you know since I was young, I've always looked at myself like that. Anyway, as one of the people, um that um you know can um solidify that type of um connection. You know, as far as bridging the gap and opening doors that's closed. I've always looked at myself like, like that you know, to, to open the door first and peek in first, So, you know, like, um, I remember when people didn't even want to get up and travel from where I'm from, you know, some people ain't never went 30 minutes away from where we actually grow up, so, you know what I'm saying, it's like, I've always felt like that, and, um, you know, like I said, like, that's what I'm here to do today. Um, I, I know my calling is to be a motivator and to, and to raise my to continue to up people, like, I gotta with words and You know, I got this energy about me that God gave me to, you know, able to just pull somebody up off the ground and recharge them and send them back into the world. So um, I just started taking heed of that. That's what keeps me doing music. That's what keeps me focused on creating and um, actually, you know, giving my life to the music and and, and letting people in and creating songs where though folks can listen to me. And take and learn from it. Um, I got a, a lot of people don't know. I got a big, big uh Snapchat following. And um the my audience on Snapchat is in the hundreds of thousands of people. And um, you know, every day I get millions of views on whatever content I post. And uh I can honestly tell you, like I've managed to stay on Snapchat like that and just continue to post for that platform strictly and strategically from people writing me, telling me how much they are motivated from watching my life because it's like at the end of the day I'm um to the world I may not be the biggest rapper but I'm a trillion percent sure that I'm the biggest rapper to many people on earth and uh that's what let me know like damn this shit crazy like you know I done been all over the world God bless me I done been everywhere right and I know that I've asked people like they're like oh you rap oh who you know who you with and I've been blessed to 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 be, um, you know, a part of great things in music, um, and be a part of great people and great artists, and it's even the biggest names that you think that the world you'll just know the world knows. I've quoted these names to people just in the sense of, you know, who I do music with when I'm out in the world, and I'm talking to someone that completely knows nothing about hip hop or stuff like that, and uh, you might mention a name of someone that you think is huge around the world, and these people don't have a clue who that is. But when you left them that day, they know who you are. You understand? So well, I found significance in that. So I just started going and making my fans and finding my real fans. Everywhere I went, I would I would create this method to just make sure I connect with who's really fucking with me. And, uh, you know, I found peace and joy in that because it works, bro. And I feel like a lot of people out here that do music and I feel like everybody that's got shit going on they be showing it to the wrong people or they shooting at the wrong people or targeting the wrong people. Motherfuckers get fresh from motherfuckers that don't even like you. You know what I'm saying? They're never going to compliment you and tell you you really look like you, you, know you you know, you're putting this shit together. They're not even ready to tell you that. But the, these be the people we try to impress or we try to show we got money to and shit like that. Like, But it's, it hits hard when you run into people that really are for you. And you over there trying to be, uh, you know, impress some, a motherfucker. And, and, and they like, yeah, 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 yeah Tess, that's cool. I don't even care about no level. Yo, can I just get a picture with you, man? I just want to smoke blunt, man. Just chop it up with you about my favorite song that you did. But you over there, you just offer this man some pussy. You just offer this man some weed, the blunt, the drink. Nigga don't, nigga don't care about none. Of, some of these people don't give a fuck about your jewelry. None of that. They fuck with you. And people be forgetting that. You know what I mean? I, I, I understand that. Um, I got a lot of likeness. And people fuck with me. But I also understand that. Everyone doesn't just fuck with me for one thing. I got a lot of people that fuck with me because I'm a great father. I got a lot of people that fuck with me because I got twins and they might have twins and they just like seeing how I manage to do this shit. Right. I got people that follow me because they think I'm motivate motivational and they think I'm uplifting. Um, They might not never listen to my music, but they watch me religiously on Snapchat every day because I make them feel like something or I might speak on something that someone is lacking knowledge on, bro. So it's like people, we got to understand what people are even fucking with us for today is different. It's not like back in the day when a hit record came out and you didn't have to know who the fuck it was because that's the only shit playing anyway. You understand? Like now it's different. So it's like people buy into people and become fans of many things, not just the music. So it's like, you know, so and then I got people that just fuck with my music and don't know what I do in real life. So I just been blessed to just be able to see stuff like that and um, understand it, if you will, and then and then use it, you know what I'm saying, to to for the better. So, you know, that's what type of, type of time I be in, you feel me?
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. So for anybody that ain't never been to Baltimore, man, just kind of describe how I was growing up when you was a kid slash teenager and uh you know, some of the struggles you had to endure? Um, Yeah,
1: uh, I'm going to be honest. You know, growing up, um, you know, growing up was fun. We made it fun, but it definitely was hectic. It definitely was, you know, we was poor as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Bounced around house to house, living with people. My mother was in and out of jail. You know, God rest her soul. She had shit going on. She was trying to, but one thing I can say about my mama, she always made sure we were straight. So I don't give a fuck if I live with somebody else. I'm still living better than the people that live in the house because my mama going to make sure that shit coming through or somebody's dropping something off, even while she's in prison. So, I, I, I you know, as far as that, you know, a nigga was taken care of in a sense, but fully exposed to the harsh realities of life and just growing up there. Like, obviously, a lot of my friends killed, murdered, shot, whatever, you name it. I didn't sink that shit all as a child, you know? So by a nigga getting into a teenager, I felt like a grown man when I was 14, 13 years old. I can honestly tell you, like, I was capable of everything. Like, I could pay rent. I could cook food. I could go shopping. I could take care of my younger siblings. I could fucking cook crack cocaine, bag it up. You know what I mean? Sell it. I knew how to run a, run a phone. Everything, bro, when I was a, a little bitty boy. Like, you know, no cap. Like, my daddy used to tell me, used to give me money to go buy shit for him from the older niggas in the neighborhood. Like, here, go get me three or four of them stones from such such. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, I, I'm on a skateboard. I'm taking my little skateboard, <laughs> going to get this shit. Like, I'm, I'm thinking of this all while you ask me this question. And I'm a transparent nigga. So I'm just, I'm just letting them know, like, this is my life. You know what I'm saying? But um, Baltimore, you know, it gets a bad reputation for the negatives. Every place got some negative and a positive. You know, like I said, I had fun growing up, you know, as well but it definitely was a struggle, you know, Um, and it definitely prepared and prepped me for everything I go through in this, and today, like, you got to think about it. I'm a kid from Baltimore, right? Um, You know, people see that I'm uh, uh, attached to future, and, you know, that's my family. Shout out to bro, but they don't, I'm not from Atlanta, though, so obviously, when you know that, it's like, damn, how did you get with dude, and how did this happen, and all these things, and it's just like, everything in my life and the way I navigate the world I'm good at it and I, I'm fearless because of where I'm from and how I had to grow up and I just always felt like like even in Baltimore like when we from Baltimore a person that lives in Maryland the state so we in the city we in Baltimore I grew up in like the South Baltimore area slash county lines so you had Baltimore County lines and Toronto County lines and then Obviously, Baltimore City. So I grew up right, right on the lines to where as though everything is there. Like I had white friends that live in the county that got them, got full mother and father in their house. They got everything in their house: all dirt bikes, jet skis, boats, and all that shit. And then I got other people that I'm friends with um, in in Baltimore City, like on the city side, where as though both our mothers get high together, or both our mothers boost and steal shit together or, uh, you know, my mother in prison. So I'm staying with his mom. You feel me? Like that's just, that's just how it went. So like for me growing up, I was exposed to a lot, but I can tell you that like, that shit may really prep me for the world. Like, bro, I'm from Baltimore. I got children from England, my t- twin sons in another country on another continent. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm able to go take care of them. And and I understand how I need to go about it. And it's really from just being in the struggle and not having nothing and and, and not being afraid to just figure this shit out. Cause I know if I didn't have that in me, man, I'd have, I probably would have tried to get an abortion when I heard I had kids coming overseas. You feel me? Like I just I remember being scared of that because I didn't have money at all at the time when my kids was being born. Uh I mean my kids was, you know, obviously my baby mother was pregnant. I wasn't even situated financially. So I remember being scared, wondering, like, damn, how the fuck am I going to make this work? But I remember not being scared of trying to figure it out. I never was scared of that. And um, God bless me, you know what I mean? I put my best foot forward, and I did what I thought I should do, what I, what I think will work, and what I think is, is right. You know what I mean? And things just change for a nigga. So, yeah, growing up where I'm from, man, it's it's very harsh. It's very harsh, trust me, like they don't know. And it, and, and I hope other people that don't never have to know. because Baltimore does got a lot of great things about it and great people as well. But you know, it is what it is. Like at the end of the day, struggle is struggle no matter where it's at. So, you know, as long as you overcome it and you use it to make you better, I just truly believe that's supposed to happen. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. So what what type of uh activities you was into as a kid? Did you play sports?
1: I um I was one of them kids. I could play every sport. I just didn't play sports. If that makes sense, you know what I'm saying. And mm-hmm. we if we if we having a pickup pick up game, I'm playing. Um, but to be honest with you, I never had no structure in the house as a child. So when 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 you ain't got structure as a kid, having your parents sign you up for football, basketball, baseball, soccer, whatever it is. It's no structure. So I didn't have nobody taking me to sign me up for nothing. I remember times when I was interested and I would like request like, hey mom, I want to do this. I just remember like it, it would never she never was like no, but it just never got to that point. You know, when you when you when you putting a kid in sports, it's gotta be some structure. Um or it should be, rather, it should be some structure. Like I got practice, I need to be able to get to the practice, I need to make sure someone's managing me to make sure I'm getting there on time, buying my cleats. You know what I'm saying? Buying my uniform. This shit come with money, man. So it's like, you know, I was just unfortunately one of them kids that didn't get a chance to uh to do any of that. But I went to all my homeboys games and all my friends' games. So I was still involved. I just didn't play no sports. I always did music, bro. I always tried to rap or sing or some shit when I was since a kid. I always did that. Even no matter what I did in my life, every stage, phase, and period of my life. I always tried to do music since like, since I was like 10 years old, literally.
0: Okay. So as far as your family, did you have anybody in your family or close friends that was involved in the music business or were you the first one?
1: Yeah, nah, nobody was really involved in the music business, like in the real industry. We had, I, I, I knew like friends of the family and people like that, that was locally tapped into like shit, you know, local clubs, local spots the small stuff like that, but not nobody in the real industry. So, like, yeah, I'm definitely the first person. Um, I'm, de- I'm one of the first persons, like, not even in my family, just even where I'm from, um, South Baltimore, like, to do anything as far as, like, tapping into the real industry and actually having some leeway and some leverage. You know, I'm talking about tapping into meaning, like, I can bring you too. Not the tap in like, oh, I'm only good. You got to wait out front shit. No, like, you know, I was tapped in. And to that point, anybody that grew up with me and came with me and was around me growing up was with me everywhere I ever went. Like, even my times when Future was first starting out and I was with him every day, you know, just being his little brother, just riding and learning and, 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 and participating and keeping things safe and shit like that. I took everybody with me. Future know a million Baltimore niggas because of me. And uh, our, our uh, my big brother, Chuck, that's who put me with, with, with him. But I said that to tell you, like, I kept my people with me. So everywhere I went early on, uh, moving around the world and around the country with bruh, I had all my people with me. So, like, and he knew my people. So, like, that's I'm big on that. Anybody with me knows everybody that is, like, immediate in my
0: life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely man uh, so who was your favorite people that you like listening to growing up man um
1: I, my oldest sister I was close to my told you my mom was always you know going through shit and being locked up so my sister um my sister Erica shout out to her um she's my older sister she really stepped up and took control of shit when my mama got you know locked up so we didn't have to go to like foster homes and shit right she's the one that exposed me to the music man like my sister was like, she, her, her boyfriends was always niggas in the streets, you know what I'm saying? And my sister ain't fuck with no, you know, no bum ass dudes, you know, in a sense. So I would be exposed to like what's popping and what's in at them times, not just through her. I would just always be listening to niggas like Lil Wayne and, you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously shit that's a little bit older than Lil Wayne and then like maybe like some of Jay Z, some of DMS, cause that's what she was on too. And I would just hear the shit. But like, I honestly remember like, when I was a kid, uh like Lil Wayne is a person that really like I remember understanding that nigga differently than everybody. And uh and I just latched on to that. But man, I, I'm a fan of music, period, bro. Like for real. Like when I was super little man, Michael Jackson, I used to watch that nigga religiously. Religiously. Like I had VHS what is it, VHS cassette tapes and shit, watching it on the VCR nigga. Watching all that shit, like, like it was a movie called Backstage. I was so little, I didn't even know what was going on. I didn't, I ain't act like I just knew everything. I was little as fuck. But this is the shit I used to see my sister watching. It just, I just wanted to be an entertainer, bro. Like at first, it wasn't even about like rapping. I just wanted to do music, you know. I just wanted to be somebody in, that had a video or that was on the TV, you know. And uh, that's really what what took what started it with me, bro. But like listening to, as far as like somebody that I would wanted to be like was motherfucking Lil Wayne.
0: Oh, no, that's what's up, man. What's up? Where Where did your rap name come from?
1: Um, My rap name literally come from uh, Hit Gooch, bro. My rap name come from my mama. My mama, so my, uh, people might, a lot of people might not know my name used to be Tessany, Lil Tessany. But it come from my mama just, just like when I, when I be bad as shit, piss off shit. Shit, get mad, you know, get the yelling at a nigga and, Say she always test me, he always tests me, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm testing her patience. And then when i when when I do some good shit, she'll get all, you know, all soft and mushy. Oh, this my little test me, you know, did so it's like it kind of just stuck from that, from her calling me that. And then as I got older, you know, I rem remember, I, I remember one day I was on uh, I was at the radio station with Future. This was like twelve years ago, eleven years ago. And fucking, he just looked at me and was like, Man, you didn't need to change your name to Tess. And I was I just looked at him, he could tell I was looking at him with the like for why face. And then that's when he was just like, he's like, 'Cause like, cuz it just he like when people know you, they call you Tess anyway. He like, he just say test anyway. He like, so you know what I mean it just it's easier, it's more marketable. He's like, it just looked better. He just looked up in the air and was like, Look, Tess. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm sitting there, I I wasn't sold on it though. I wasn't sold on it. Like I wasn't. I wasn't like, yeah, I'm about to do that. Like, I ain't, I wasn't even sold on it. What happened was, I actually just fucking. Uh, he started. He kept elaborating more. Like he could see I wasn't sold on it. Go around the finger. I'm just go back. He he wasn't sold on it. So since the nigga wasn't sold on it, he kept going. I mean, I wasn't sold on it. He kept going, trying to like persuade me. And then finally, he was like, "Man, my name wasn't always Future." He's like, "Man, that nigga, that nigga, you know they used to call me Meathead." So fucking. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm like, he like, you know, future, way better. He like, you know what I mean? just And and when he said that, that's what stood out to me. That's what stood out to me. Like, because I knew that was his name, Me hit You know what I mean? So I knew that what his name was before he was future. So when he said it, it's just, it just stuck. Like, damn. Go right, bro. Get out this shit. And, um, you know, basically, um, that's where it come from. That's how I wind, it wind up just being test. You know what I'm saying? But Anybody that know me, know me. Like, I know when people know me for a very long time, when they say, test me. They're like, yo, test me. (laughs) I know that motherfucker is from Baltimore, for real.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, man. So uh, take me back to the time when you officially went to a recording studio and really recorded a song, man. Like, uh, around what time was that? And um, But did you pick up the music easily at first, or was it kind of like a rough patch?
1: No, nah, I picked up the music instantly. Like it was just shit was like instant. That's why I've never done nothing but uh, pursue music because it was instant. I was probably like twelve or thirteen years old. I think I might have been thirteen in the eighth grade. And um, one of my sister's boyfriends at the time, um, one of one of my sister's boyfriend at the time was a nigga named Cubby. He passed away too. Rest rest uh, rest in peace to him. Cubby took me, nigga Cub took me to um, a, a studio and I remember the whole time he was like, you know, he ain't know how good I was at, at doing music. He just knew that I rap. My sister was like telling him like, my little brother don't do nothing but rap. You know, he locks himself in the closet and he just does music. He just raps. So the nigga like, oh yeah, I know, you know, he's telling her that he know the biggest people in the city um, and there's actually a guy by the name of Lou Diamonds. Um, shout out to Lou. Lou was a real good guy to me um, early on. He had got locked up and went to the feds and shit. But um, long story short, he um, he owned Teflon Records. So anybody from where I'm from know about this. They know Teflon Records. You know what I'm saying? Lou Diamonds. They already going to know, right? Shout out to everybody. Because um, this shit old as fuck. I was a child back in this happening. But he took me there. I remember Lou had pictures of Cash Money. When I say Cash Money, I'm talking about like Birdman, Manny Fresh, he had photos of all of them, um, like, on the walls of the studio with him. And I remember when I was – I told you I fucked with Lil Wayne, so when I came in and I seen that shit, but I was stuck. Like, I thought I was in, you know, <laughs> F Jam or Universe. I thought I made it, you know what I mean, just from seeing that shit. And that's what fucked me up as a child, just seeing that. I felt like I was so close to being – you know what I mean? Successful. You know what I'm saying? Being, you know, a superstar. And I was just a child. But that was the first place I went. I remember they put me in the booth. They turned on some beats. And I just went in, bro. And I remember I, I, they recorded what I did. So when I walked out the booth, I asked, could I get what I did? Like, And the dude told me, like, nah, like, this is for, he said, this is for Lou. I didn't even know who Lou was yet. Like, this is for here. here. When he get back, he going to listen to you, see if he likes it. If he likes it, we going to call you. So I'm like, oh, all right. You know, I didn't even know how things worked. So I'm like, oh, all right, cool. Say no more. I remember I asked, when. It, well, when's he coming? They like, shit, he'll be here in a couple of minutes. So I I, I wanted to stay. So I told the nigga the brother, they like, bro, let's just stay. You know what I mean, to this dude, yeah. and, um, man, he never came, right? Like an hour passes, he don't come. So the dude with me, like, man, I got to go bust some moves, man, Surely we got to go, so. I'm like, fuck, fuck it. All right, cool. So we get in the car. And I'll never forget, we drove literally two minutes away and that nigga's phone rang. And it was the dude here. He, by the time we left, he didn't got there. So they played it for him. As soon as he walked in and that nigga said, man, call that little nigga back. Call him back here. And uh, after that, bro, I was sold in my own brain of this is what I'm doing. Like, I'm good at this. I'm good, you know? So like I just I just stuck with the shit and I ain't never looked back since. I I just felt like I don't know for that I never knew them people, but the way that you know when you're a kid you just believe what people tell you, right? So I was under the impression that I was meeting those the, the 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 big people like the motherfuckers that can put you in position. So in my brain I was so like, oh man, I'm really about to like go and, you know present this shit and like try to make some, see if these people like me really like to see if I'm really good. So when that happened and I told you I was a child. So in my brain, these, the biggest people, these niggas, no baby. And man, they fresh. You know what I'm saying? They got them niggas on the wall. And uh, bro, I believed it ever since I've been believing the same shit ever since that this is what I do, that I'm a star. I always felt like when God got, when when I was able to be around that shit and like, when Cubby took me to the nigga to the studio, I felt like God took me over there. I felt like I was supposed to do all this. Like how ironic! I like I love a bigger fan of Lil Wayne, and I go in the studio. They got pictures of fucking Birdman and and uh, Manny Fresh and Juvenile on, them on the wall. You feel me? So even though I ain't see Lil Wayne on the wall, nigga, I thought I did. You know what I'm saying? And it's that's it's been it's been that ever since, bro. Like, I treat myself like a, like a real star, bro. Like
0: everything I did. Okay, are are you more of a uh, writer or a freestyler? To me, all that's just the same. Like
1: when you're making music for real, all the same. Like I don't write nothing down with a pen and a piece of paper, but I will. I have trained my brain, you know, to just have muscle memory and just be able to just remember what I just thought. You know what I'm saying? Even though, you know, like, I'm not remembering a whole 16 bar verse and then reciting it or nothing, but four bars and four lines or or six lines and maybe these two, like I'm going to put it together in 15 minutes um, at a high level though. Like, you know what I'm saying? No disrespect to people, but I had so many artists out here now do the same method of recording, but it's just different. It's higher levels of it though. Like, you know what I'm saying? You might see somebody get in there and uh, you know what I'm saying? This shit just is, you're just completely like, Oh, this is a weird process. Um, and then you hear a verse that is still good and you like the song and it's cool. But then it's like, you listen to niggas like Jay-Z's and, uh, you know, like real, real artistic type people that are really trying to have some leverage on the knowledge they put into their music and really trying to kick that shit, right? Meaning like quality music where the hook is actually talking about what the verse is talking about. You know what I'm saying? The song is, is still on page. Like I'm, I'm, I'm able to create on that level to where as though you know he had to wrote some of this shit down how the fuck did a nigga put a whole story a storyline the bars is exceptional the vocabulary is is just superb it's like and i'm still street rapping i'm still trap rapping i'm still vibe rapping i'm still being melodic with it but i really got real substance and content and it's like when you watch me put it together um it's very interesting. Like like I said, you can see a nigga rap all day long. You can see people make songs, your favorite rappers. But I know that when I do it, it's different. Because i seen niggas' favorite rappers look at me and say, you different, the way well, you do that shit. So, you know what I'm saying? I got a high level of it. Like, So, you know, a lot of muscle memory. I ain't really... I, last time I wrote raps, man, I was a child, to be fair with you.
0: Okay. So... uh when did you um initially sign with um with future and what was the number one deciding factor of you going that route?
1: Well, we, we had a mutual friend, like I told you earlier, um, which is like his big brother and obviously future older than me. So his big brother is my big brother as well, right? Um, a guy named Chuck, free Chuck, by the way, my nigga Gio, a great, great person. Um, he saw, saw, and believed in me, um, as far as just my talent and and highlighted my shit, and 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 is the reason that I know Future. And you know what I mean? So I always, when people ask about it, I always got to p- put bro in there um, because, I, to be fair, which I can't even think about nothing past that part until I say it because it's just this is what it is. But anyway, like I said, it was we was close. So like it wasn't like Future heard my music and didn't know me. It was like, oh, this kid, you know, is good or whatever. I like him. I want to sign him. It wasn't like that. Like. Chuck basically was bringing me to the future. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, this little nigga right here. You know what I mean? He's the one. He's a little nigga hard. Like, he, he remind me of you. And that's all Chuck used to tell me is I remind him of his little nigga. And I always used to say, who's your little nigga? But he would say Meathead. And at the time, I didn't know Meathead was future. So, you know, this was so early on, like, future. It didn't even really change his name to future. yet. when I first started hearing Chuck say talk about him to me. And this shit went on for like a year, him just coming to Chuck, coming to my shows, just keep saying, Man, keep working, man. And you remind me of my little nigga, man. And finally I asked, like, man, take me to your take me to your people. And then when I realized that me had his future, um, I was just I was already listening to to futures shit. You know what I mean? So I was just like, Wow, this is crazy. Like, then it's like, so he took me around, bro, early on before future career even took off. And um, Man, it just, I did, like, Future became my big brother, like, as far as any time he had anything to do with music. I'm very loyal, you know, and I got my principles and morals is on a million, so. Once I was with him from beginning like that, I was really with him, like, and I learned every day. Like, it was like going to school. Even though I'm going to participate, I might be toting this gun just in case some shit kick off. I might got to act act up on it or whatever, but I still was smarter than that. So like I might be talking this hammer and yeah, I'm with the bullshit that we whatever has to happen, I'm gonna make sure we straight and I'm gonna do what I came to do. But I also came to learn and to take notes. And I've never, no matter what I did in the beginning stages, I never didn't take notes. So um, you know, it kind of it kinda grew like that. And then it came a time where, you know, we did a a deal in, you know, many years ago. Um and then you know, like I said, Chuck got incarcerated. So, you know, things just kind of you know pe- the people that are supposed to. Because I'm I'm an artist, and a lot of people don't know when a, a nigga can get signed all day. But if the team ain't situated and people can't handle their business and push things forward, you're not right here from a nigga. You understand? It's like like let like we can use a real life example, like free uh free Poo Sheisty. But I'm gonna use Pooh for an example. Poo Shiesty locked up and. Everybody that knows this shit about people when they get locked up, it's like, he locked up right now. So anybody that was working for him or pushing shit forward for him or anything, all that shit is on stall right now, you know? So when things like that happen and and, and the, the things aren't lining up, you know, shit can get prolonged, shit can get put to the side, and you know, things technically ain't ready to move forward. So for me, like, I was signed early on. We had, um, you know, a contract in place, uh, you know, with us and with future and um us me being me and Chuck and then uh you know it kind of just you know voided out if you will if that's a good word to say um like I said Chuck got locked up I kind of was on my own you know left out you know just to figure it out and uh future still was there in my life obviously I told you that's my family I look at him like my brother so like I, I kept in connect con, uh, connection with him no matter what. We talked all the time because I told you I was around him before this shit got to this level. So, um, and, and I, I'm I told you when I come around, I'm not just a rapper. Like I'm I'm a, I'm gonna play whatever position. See, I know how to be number two, even though I'm number one as well. I still can be number two. It's like I say in my song, I can lead. i even though I'm a leader, I'm still a soldier. So everybody knows a soldier gets told what to do. And everybody knows a leader tells what to do. So I can tell niggas like I even though I'm a leader, I'm still a soldier. And like I just play my role. So it, it, you know, us being together, that's mandatory. Like, so I'm with this nigga regardless. So it didn't even matter about contracts and none of that. And then years later, after that, once you know, bruh got future got his, his free bands label, shit, business together and just certain shit, we did do a management agreement. And I'm still managed by them to this day. Um, so we still locked in, you know what I mean? It's the same thing, it's just Uh, being signed to a person like an artist or being signed to a label it just it can get tedious when it's like especially for a nigga like me that's a I'm so independent I do so much on my own niggas don't got to pay for my videos I've never asked nobody for no money I've never been like man you got to give me a chain or a watch or can I can I wear this I never did none of that shit you understand so I always was just trying to I I would try to compliment what he had going. That was my goal every day. Future's the biggest artist in the world. One of the biggest artists in the world. I just wanted to compliment that. So when you see his little nigga or, or when he introduced me to somebody, I want them to be like, I like this dude. You know, I wanted to just compliment him. Oh, I love it. I like his music. Oh, I like his video. And so everything I did, I tried to just compliment it. And it's like, you know, it just, it, it turned out how it turned out. But like I said, like, my journey is uh, is uh, you know, it's up and down and it's complex and it's it's, it's disappointing and it's, it's everything, but at the end of the day, everything's still everything. I'm where I'm at today. I'm self-made with the help of God and others and the likes of niggas like Future, even taking a chance to bring me around certain shit. See, I always tell people, people always looking like, even people from where I'm from, they used to get mad like, man that nigga don't ever put you on no album and that nigga don't do this. But that nigga don't ever post your shit or whatever, right? These are facts of what people would tell me. And most people would tell me that in hopes to stray me from, you know, being around or or wanting to go around it. But it's like, what niggas didn't understand was, I'm forever grateful for things they couldn't see. Like, just to be allowed in the rooms I'm allowed in. Just to be able to bring my, I told you i bring all my niggas with me. It's like the same niggas telling me, oh, this nigga won't do this. He let your bitch ass in. You know what I mean? You over here trying to tell me he ain't, he ain't posting it, but he let your dumb ass come with me, nigga. Fuck is you talking about? We've showed up with 50 niggas and not one person told us no. You see what I'm saying? I've, I've been able to show my people different things. Um, I, I I know the music industry like a motherfucker because of my, my access. You know, me being right there. I know some of the biggest artists in the world personally and got good relationships with these folks and can call on them for advice and advisory things and shit like that because of being with bro. Um, you know, the godfather to my kids, one of the godfathers to my kids, my brother BK, is Future's manager, and I wouldn't even know him without Future. You understand? So at the end of the day, the things I gain, people can't see. You know what I mean? So, And I've always been special and blessed, bro, to never let nothing like that bother my brain. I'm still a human. Of course, it's times where I was let down. I felt like a nigga could have helped me do something or whatever, but it wasn't the right time, you know? And I learned that now and I'm grateful that I never wasted uh, a favor. I never asked for nothing. Like, you know, I can stand on my own two feet today, take care of my children, help my friends out, help my family, uh, motivate the world and all that. And I wouldn't change it for nothing, bro. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm blessed, man. And um, like I said, Future's my, that's my family. Nigga, my kids was just with him. You know, my children were with him at his house. You know what I'm saying? You know, I just ordered some jet skis for his son. You know what I mean? The other day, lined up the jet skis for his oldest son. You know what I'm saying? So, which is which is my nephew. You know what I mean? Even the kids of his, I ain't even met. And I know almost all his kids. But even the ones I ain't met, that's my nieces and nephews. It just is what it is. Like, at the end of the day for me, I know where I stand. And uh I know what I'm doing, bro, and I know what I did, and I know what I contributed to, and um, I know my worth, so I'm gonna continue to press forward and push this shit to the top, you feel me
0: absolutely man so when when you initially dropped your first project, man, just kinda describe you know how how people embrace you when they heard that first batch of music from you. well, um.
1: I got I to be honest, like, even before I was with Future, I was already hot in my city. Even before people ever knew I knew him or anything, I was already buzzing. I told you the guy that put me with him, Chuck, he would come to my shows and see what I got going and always encourage me to continue. And, like, uh, so, like, people already knew what was up with me um, as far as doing music. But once I got with bro and I dropped my first project after being with Free Bands and just having that imprint attached to my stuff and people knowing it was definitely dope but I gotta be honest like I don't do no lying. like I'm an artist man and I was constantly involved in like back then like even though I was signed I wasn't ready to be signed I didn't have no hit songs like I I know that now but I didn't know that then of course you feel me but I'm just saying like people be thinking they are ready sometimes and it's just like timing is everything like I was super talented I had all the potential but I didn't have what I got today. Like, today I got undeniable music. It don't matter who you are. It don't matter if you don't like me or none of that. You gonna bop your motherfucking head and tap your foot when this shit come on. Period, nigga. Shit too hard. It's too legit. It's too genuine. Music is what feelings sound like. You heard me. And they can't ignore that shit. It's like, it's like I know that. I don't care who it is. Like is. I'm so confident with my music. Like I'm the nigga that can't wait to play a song for Drake. I can't wait to play a song for goddamn Kendrick Lamar. I can't wait to play a song for the future. So you know I'm saying? Anybody, any of these niggas, Jay-Z, I don't give a fuck who you is, Eminem, I can't wait. I'm about to motivate them. These niggas is great, and they about to go right in the studio when they hear this shit. They about to want to make a song. That That's what I know. I know that shit with a fact, with everything in me. I give up everything I ever got if I was wrong. I know that. So, like, now... I'm really, like, a monster on these niggas. Like, you really got to goddamn use me wisely. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know what I'm saying? A nigga really kicking that shit. And I I got that energy and that... I put that pep in your step. So, I'm one of them niggas, man. Like, I, I, I walk in any room and uh, I make it shine brighter. I mean, that's what time... That's, I'm on that type of time. That's what I'm here for, to enhance this shit.
0: Absolutely, man. So, you know, I never... Um... Hear too many people from Baltimore, man, and you never really hear about the music scene there. So kind of describe the music scene there and do a lot of artists uh, work with each other.
1: Man, the music scene there is tight-knitted, meaning like everybody that's got something going on in my city knows each other one way or another. Um, And and, um, to be honest, which is a good thing, it ain't too much beefing going on in my city between artists, you know what I'm saying? It used to be but it's really not like niggas if understand you can really get money from this shit. So I'm seeing everybody trying to just take that approach. Um, I own one of the biggest studios in the city um, in Baltimore. And I, I say that to say every artist has been in my, my studio. If they don't record, if that's not their home recording base, they still been there. Um, and then, like I said, Half the city records there as that's their home st- studio. Um shout out Roddy Rax, you know what I'm saying? Uh an artist, up and coming artist that's popping, got a lot of traction. Um, young nigga got his shit going crazy. OTR Chaz. Shout out the homie white boy. He's a producer up and coming. He goes there and works his ass off. Um man, there's plenty of people. I can name a million people, but just to say the least, those people, Money Jake, shout out Money Jake, um, Tony Next to Blow, you know. I'm highlighting people that come to my spot and uh, patronize the business and, and, and come in and I'm familiar with what they do and their music and uh, I like their stuff, you know what I'm saying? So, um, And uh, and then you got niggas like YG Tech, somebody I come up with him, you know, we from two different sides of the city, but I watch his efforts and his grind forever and he's finally, you know what I mean, getting his just due and, and his shit is like, you know, he's probably like, if I had to say it, he's one of, if not the biggest artists right now, in the city um you know what I mean so but everybody got their own shit going and got their niche and they work and their moves and things is looking uh great the, and and like I like to as far as describing the music scene it's just like any other thriving music scene throughout America um in in the hood it's it's full of potential it's full of talent um it, it, these niggas is working um you know these niggas is buying their own studio time they paying for their own videos they paying for marketing promotion so it's like it's in a good space man like people are finally understanding what it takes to just uh to to actually pursue your shit and and put it out and um me being from there and and being so young I've uh, involved in the music there I've watched so many people and uh, I can honestly say like everybody today um does their thing like uh from my city rest in peace the uh, little scooter he was uh, an emerging artist that got killed some years back that a lot of people um, know, you know, I'd be all over the world. I got a crazy fan base in London and England and people ask me about him, um, you know, all the time, uh, free uh, YGG Tate and the whole YGG click, man. Um, Freedom, YGG Tate had it going crazy before he got um, incarcerated. You know what I mean? Um, So, you know, it's a lot, bro. I play a big role in the city behind the scenes. Um, I feel like my time there being hands-on is over with, you know. Um, I still contribute from a distance, Um, you know what I mean, by making sure I got one of the dopest studios, um, providing a safe, sanitary, clean environment with that sound, making sure I put the money into the business, making sure I stay on top of the business. It's always looking like it's supposed to look, you know what I'm saying, and people don't even know what it takes to do that shit, you know what I'm saying. So I, you know, I I still contribute. Um, shout out Lil Baby. Lil Baby came through my studio. He recorded one of his hit songs, Close Friends, right there in Baltimore. A lot of people don't know that. You know what I mean? So shout out Lil Baby. And um he came through there and showed love to the studio and actually created one of his biggest songs. Um, so it's all it's all inspirational, man. Um ESTG was just in there working, you know what I'm saying? Free Gunner and Slime. I had Gunner in there one time you already know future is a supporter of it and, and is a, also a person that helps send me them type of clients. So that's what I was telling you. Like people don't even understand what a nigga get, you know what I mean? Got going on but like, this shit is bigger and deeper than rap. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. So for everything that you have out right now, as far as projects, uh, what would you say is your most successful one so far?
1: Uh, My most successful project to me is always my last one. And my last project was the Go Mode. Um, To be honest, bro, and I'm very grateful and thankful to share this, like every project I do goes up another notch every time. Um, You know, my streams jump up more. I get more monthly listeners. Um, So I'm just thankful with just uh, having growth, even if it's just a little bitty bit. I don't even care. Like, I'm into... I tell people every day on Snapchat, I say, pace yourself. Don't race yourself. You know what I mean. So I'm cool with baby stepping. You know what I mean. Um, and, and just taking taking the the, the 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 slow way, as you will. You know what I'm saying. Um, you know. So my last project, bro, Go Mode, was uh, it was my best one. And and the next project is gonna be my best one. And Stop Playing With Me Three. Um, you know, it's dropping in October. I'm gonna uh, have a release date later on in the, this month. But yeah, October for sure and um, Stop Playing With Me 3, man, that's a movement, like, that's my life, like, you know what I'm saying, how Nipsey used to talk about the marathon, I'm speaking on Nipsey, because I know that's one of your uh, people that you look to, um, my shit is Stop Playing With Me, and Go Mode, those are my two things, and I tell people, pace yourself, don't race yourself, but to Stop Playing With Me, man, that's like Nipsey saying at the marathon, I tell people they need to inherit this attitude, to Stop Playing With Me attitude, is like, it's like you know when someone tells you no. It's it's all about you figure, finding that yes and never accepting no for an answer. And when and, and when you and when we all figure out when we all figure out something when we were being told no, the first thing we do naturally, most people they say stop fucking playing me. Like I mean like stop playing. Like I figured that shit out. You feel me? And that's what I live by. And go mode is simply the energy you need to uh, also inherit. Because that go mode energy is going to keep you on your task. It's going to keep you being constant, keep you continuous, keep you cordial, keep you considerate. You got to stay on the go. You keep going. You're going to keep gaining. You're going to keep climbing. They're raising the bar. You're always ready. Just be ready to continue. Be ready to catch your dream, to catch your opportunity. You know what I mean? And then, like, I tell nigga, pace yourself. Don't race yourself. Because it's simply like, yo, we all going. It's like. We all got them going to the same destination. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to get to this goal. It's like, if I took the train, I'd be faster than if I took a a pedal bike. If I took the pedal bike, I'd be faster than if if I took rollerblades. If I took the rollerblades, I'd be faster than if I walked. But the fact of the matter is, the goal is to get there. Feel me? You ain't got to crash out trying to hurry up. Don't let Instagram or none of this shit in this world make you feel like you got to hurry to fuck up and do some shit. Just take your time, period. Just take your time because a lot of niggas is rushing to get somewhere and they getting there and doing everything and, they, and it, the moment's gone. It's over with. And they didn't even get to feel what it's like to have a real moment because they rushed the whole shit. The people that love you wasn't even there yet because you went too fast. You ain't even let the people that love you get in the party yet. You just showed up. These niggas looking at you like you're a stranger. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's that's what it's about for me, bro.
0: Absolutely, bro. So for your fans, man, like uh, when you're not doing music, man, what are some things you enjoy doing? Um, I enjoy trying to, to
1: just enjoy life on a different level. Obviously, I'm so consumed with music. And it's such a fake world, you know, the industry I'm speaking of. So it's like, I just, I I really enjoy just being a down-to-earth person, being with my kids and my family, being around my baby mother, trying to make sure we finding common ground with everything in our life. Um, You know what I mean? Checking on my people, elevating my friends. A lot of niggas with me is younger than me. And uh, because I don't fuck with niggas that's really like older than me in a sense of my everyday people. I like people that I can, that that I can uh, that, that's willing to learn. You know, you can't teach a motherfucker something that think they know it all. So i rather run around with niggas I can actually demonstrate and show and, and help them learn good habits. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I enjoy, bro. Just really, you know what I'm saying? Uplifting the world. Um, being with my children, that's the most. That's the best thing. I got two beautiful baby boys. They brilliant. That's the word. I mean, them little niggas brilliant, you know what I mean? And they make me a better person, and they're the reason I'm where I'm at today. So, yeah, that's what I enjoy.
0: That's what's up, man. So, far as your music career, uh, what is your short and long-term goals, what you want to accomplish? Um,
1: a long-term goal, man, I want to just be able to continue, and that's continue being a creative, continue, uh, you know, shedding light on on people that need it, continue building up artists and just showing people little techniques and you know it's the same as anybody that's doing anything it's like if we was fucking roofers and our son about to be a roof or your nephew about to do the roof you just want to pass on all the tricks of the trade you know what I'm saying You all the bells with all the shortcuts I'm trying to make sure I just give what I need to give you know and um, you know that's really what, 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 I'm, what I'm on for the long term I just want to be able to continue short term goal um, is just getting to the next goal. That's my short-term goals is getting to the next goal. So let's have a short-term goal to get to this goal, to get to the next goal. You know what I mean? Long-term, I'm trying to continue, man. I'm trying to have – I'm trying to be tested great, like Nipsey said.
0: Yeah, absolutely, bro. So as far as uh, upcoming projects, I know you say you got got uh, something dropping in October. Uh, but besides that, uh, what else do you have coming up for the rest of the year and beginning of 2023? And also on the upcoming project, uh, if you if you can, uh, do you, if you've got any big features on there that you want to let people know, you can say that too.
1: So, yeah, I got, um, I got, um, excuse me, I got uh, coming up next. So I can't, uh, September 16th, I got it. So I just dropped the song Friday, August 26th, nonstop. Um, it's on all platforms featuring our artists from uh, the United Kingdom by the name Digger D. He's like, to me, he's one of the number one artists in the whole fucking world. You know what I'm saying? As far as drill goes, um, I respect shorty shit. Um, I was a fan of dude's music before we even locked in and we met genuinely, which is great. It wasn't nobody putting nothing together. like, And I fuck with him, uh, re- you know, religiously. So shout out to Digger D and the whole Black Money Records. Um, over there in the UK, doing numbers, they doing what they want to do. Um, I just we just dropped a song, man. Um, if I ain't mistaken, what my song is on like what, like three hundred thousand streams, right, just on Spotify since the twenty sixth. That bitch, are almost at three hundred. Um, so big shout out to bro for showing love to me. This is a nigga that's like he took he like little baby to the fucking England. You know what I mean? He's oh. huge. You know what I'm saying? This ain't no little fish. You know what I mean? Nigga, nigga got shit. And he young youngest fuck? He only twenty one. He bossed all the way up, you know what I mean? And he making moves. This is a nigga that I even tried to pay for the feature. They didn't want no money from me, nothing. Nigga like, nah, I fuck with you. Go ahead, do your drop that shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you know, just being genuine, man. It's going to get you far. But back to to the question. That just dropped August 26th. September 16th, I got a song called Throw That Back. That's geared towards the strip clubs for the girls. It's an ass shaker. Big twerker. <laughs> Big twerker going crazy twerking this city near you you heard me it's coming um right after that i'm gonna follow up on october the 7th with uh catching plays is my second this will be my third single off my new project stop playing with me and then i told you the uh third week the end of october i'm coming with the stop playing with me three so i got a lot of shit coming a lot of work videos coming content is always every day i told you my snapchat doing numbers anybody want to follow my snapchat at test four one zero I'm on that bitch motivating from sun up to sundown. You know what yeah, I mean? You can come watch a nigga real life. A lot of people don't know. Snapchat is in real time, nigga. So you can't be putting all that shit up there on that motherfucker that you did last year, nigga. It's all right now, nigga. They gonna know. So, you know, Snapchat is a day in the life of Tess. So you can check me out there. You know what I'm saying? Um, and yeah, man, I'm just I'm just keeping this shit consistent trying to get myself sorted out so I can go do a tour, man. Shout out to all the people worldwide that listen to my music, all my people in the United Kingdom. I told you we got England on Smash. You know what I'm saying? I be doing sold-out shows over there. I'm forever grateful. Salute my nigga Yeki. He be on on the ground over there helping me line them shows up. Shout out my brother Weezo, born great family. You know what I mean? Everybody be be making sure Tess got some emotion going on over there. But that's what I'm on, so. I got a lot coming, man. I'm working every day. Every single day, shit is jumping.
0: Absolutely, man. Uh, i don't start asking all my guests this question. I think it's a good legacy question. So, uh, mm-hmm. as far as, your, uh, far as your life, man, like, how do you want people to perceive you? I just want
1: people to just perceive me and remember me for being genuine, transparent, transparent, meaning, like, what you see is what you get. And, and most importantly, being a, like a stand-up person, man. Like, just really having accountability. You know what I'm saying? Wanting to be a better person. I just want everybody to highlight the qualities that I demonstrate day by day, day in, day out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just that stop playing with me mentality, that go mode energy. You know what I'm saying? And just, you know, leaving a mark on the people. Like, to where is the want they speak of you? No matter what you did in your life that was negative, no one can remember that shit no more. They just remember all the positive things you stand for. Um, and you know, I just want want that for, for, for myself and for my kids, you know what I'm saying? So when people that knew me, they get to share them stories with my kids, like, boy, your daddy was a ill nigga. You know what I mean? He really was was that guy, you know what I mean? He was one of them people. And um, you know, that's what I that's
0: what that's what I would like. Okay. So as far as our uh, closing remarks, man, anything else that you want to say that you want to put out to the people and let people know how to find you on uh, other social media platforms besides your uh, Snapchat? Yeah,
1: so all my platforms is the same at test four one zero Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Um, I think I'm test phone. Yeah, test phone on TikTok as well. Um, and, and and as far as like closing statements, I just be wanting people to to know this. Whatever you got going on, on some real-ass shit, because I ain't one of them niggas, you know, they be like, oh, give advice to, to an upcoming rapper. I tell people real shit straight up and down. Whatever it is you want to do, you can do it. That's guaranteed. That's guaranteed. But you just got to do it. You don't got to Ain't nobody that wants to be a lawyer asking somebody what they should do. They already know they got to take their ass to law school and hit them fucking books and educate in that in that field, right? Same thing with people that want to play basketball, soccer, you know what I'm saying, football, whatever it is. You know you got to train. You know you got to hit the gym. You know you got to hit the books. You know you got to fucking go to school. You know you got to do this, do that. Everything is is, is it comes with methods. And um, I just feel like everybody should know, like, we know what to do. Just do it. Just do it. The only thing I want to tell them when you're doing your thing, just pace yourself, don't race yourself, and you won't crash. I ain't never met a motherfucker crash the car doing five miles an hour. You know Absolutely. what I mean? I ain't I ain't never met nobody that said they was doing ten miles an hour and they slid out of control. I've never in history heard that. Mm-hmm. So just pace yourself, don't race yourself. Keep keep God first and everything else gonna come second.
0: Absolutely, man. Look uh, I appreciate you uh coming on the podcast and uh like I tell anybody yeah, that come on, man. Uh you know, uh, you know, uh not the um uh, talk about other platforms but i try to uh make people as comfortable as possible i try to keep it not scripted you know i just try to keep yeah, it like real, sure. regular conversation you know what i'm saying like we sitting in a barbershop and uh you know anytime you want to come on the podcast you can come on you can hit me anytime you know my instagram eric j the great and uh i don't just do interviews too like i do a lot of real topics that i know people gonna come across as some. uh point in their life, like one of my most popular episodes is police brutality and 50-50 and relationships. Should you right. kick, should you kick your kid out of 18 years old? Like, you know, real stuff. So And know. that's
1: what the world that's what the world is missing, Eric. So it's important that that you continue to keep doing what you're doing too, my brother, because that's the shit that people missing. And these interviews these days, no offense to anybody, but most people don't even do research on the people they talk to. And not only that, their questions is bullshit because they just be bullshit questions. Like they be trying to highlight niggas, beefs, flaws, negative things. Like the world going to do better the more we put that better into the atmosphere. So like even you asking these questions and breaking this shit down, man, it helps people. And uh, that's what I learned. You know what I mean? Or, or from that's why I motivate and, and pop my shit. You know what I'm saying? So I right, shout out to you too.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely, man reason i uh started a podcast, man, just to give you a little brief bio about me man uh I was in the military for eight years. I was special operations i got um, I hurt my knee in the military, so I got medically retired, so I got to keep all my benefits and stuff and uh as I got out, I was doing security for a couple rappers uh, I was doing security for vori. And I uh, did okay. a, boost a couple of times. My boy used to be signed to one of my um, homeboys before he ran into me.
1: And okay.
0: then got him out of his contract. But I know um, I started a podcast because, you know, you know, um, historically us as minorities, we've been trained to get treated bad and just take it on a chin and just act like nothing happened. And we never addressed the elephant in the room to each other. As far as like, you know, slavery, segregation era. So I feel like we need to have more conversations amongst each other to get reassurance in ourselves to you know people go through similar things and you might not be as bad off as you think. You know, so, you know, this person might be a millionaire, but he still go through the same stuff you go through. You know what I'm saying? He nigga just... go,
1: going through more than what you're going through. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Because people
1: don't be knowing, bro, like you just said this shit is important. Right. These people don't even know, bro. Like That's why I just highlighted you, you know what I mean, when you said, because ain't nobody doing that, these people got scripts, you know what I mean? And it ain't nothing worse than having a script full of bullshit. Like how you, it's like a fucking, it's like a wax song. It's like you ever seen, I'm gonna say, and you wrote this shit? Like, you actually sat there and wrote this down? And, and still said it, so you read this shit 50 times and still chose to tell us this bullshit song. It's just like these scripts. The Motherfuckers want to ask about nothing, bro. And that's why the world right now don't got nothing to look forward to.
0: You
1: know what I'm saying? This shit is important, bro. Keep doing what you're doing, brother. I'm, I'm going to keep fucking with you. We're going to be tapped in, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, if you want to uh, keep it on social media, or I can give you my number. If you want to get direct contact, just However, but you know, um Nah, we locked in, man. We're fuck, I'm fucking with
1: you, bro. We locked in.
0: Yeah, I just uh think that, you know, um like I told um the res to Sean I did him two days ago. Like I told him, I was like, you know, um any anytime... Shout out the
1: Res, the Res the homie, shout out the Res to Sean, good nigga.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. He's a real genuine dude. Like uh mm-hmm. Like I tell him, you know, like, you know, um, and this don't come across people's mind. And that's why I'm making my platform available to people. Like you might just wake up, you know, say tomorrow you wake up and you just going through the normal motions and you might encounter some BS and you be like, dang, like this might be something good to talk about because somebody else might be going through this or something like that. You can get a couple of the homies. And we can all have a genuine conversation and dialogue and they can hear different perspectives from similar backgrounds. You know what I'm saying? So about real stuff that people can encounter on an everyday basis, you know? Right. No, facts, bro. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, I appreciate you coming on, man. And, uh, you know, anytime you want to come on, man, my, uh, line's always free, man. You know, uh, you hit me on the gram or whenever. I say bless my bro. I appreciate you having me,
1: man. Appreciate you highlighting, me, bro. God bless, man. To be at you. All right, thanks. Oh, uh, you too. Bro. Much love. Much love, brother. Thank you.